Ladies and gentlemen, federal employees, welcome to this episode. And this episode is actually going to be a Q&A. Now, I know the title of this is Accessing Your TSP If You Retire Early, which is going to be question number one. But again, there's going to be actually four questions today because I get so many questions from you guys, my viewers, my listeners, and I really, really appreciate those, those questions because it helps us develop the best content for you. So if you have a question yourself, there's a link below in the show notes on the podcast and on the YouTube channel to submit those and we review them and we certainly can't address all of them, at least not right away, but over time we try to address them and in this episode we're going to address them specifically. I'm going to read a question I got as well as the answer and then we'll dive in right from there. So question number one, this federal employee, now okay, I I got to say this, <laughs> before we dive in, my name is Dallin Haas, I'm a financial planner serving you guys as federal employees. If you're new here, welcome. It is great to have you. Question number one. I am under law enforcement retirement and will have 25 years of government service and will be eligible to retire when I'm 47. A co-worker advised me that if I retired before age 50, I would not be able to access my TSB until I turn 59 and a half. Is that true? Great question. So this is a classic scenario where a federal employee in this this specific situation is law enforcement. And so law enforcement tend to be able to retire very, very young, assuming they started young, right? So this person can retire at age 47, which is incredible. However, what are the rules in getting into your TSP, which is a retirement account, which retirement accounts are great, but there's tons of rules you have to know to be able to get the money out from retirement. So he's asking, hey, I'm retiring early, can I get to my TSP without any penalties? And the question is, well, no, no, unfortunately not. So this is the rule. If you're under law enforcement, if you retire in the year you turn 50 or later, then you can access your TSP right away without any penalty. So if this federal employee made it till the year he turned 50, he retired, then boom, he could have access to his TSP without penalty. Now, let me make one little nuanced clarification. You can always access your TSP, right? In the question, he doesn't say anything about a penalty. He asks, can I access it? The question is, yes, you can access it, but if you access it before the right time, then there's going to be a 10% early penalty that comes along with it. So it's not the end of the world, but 10%. I mean, that's a huge chunk of money. And so ideally, we could avoid that whenever possible. And that doesn't even include taxes. So you'd have to pay taxes plus this 10% early penalty penalty. So that is the rule for law enforcement or air traffic controls. You special provisions folks, right? You know who you are. You have to wait to the year you turn 50 or later to retire, to leave service, to be able to access your TSP right away. But what are the rules for normal federal employees? How does that work? Well, the age for you for normal federal employees is age 55. Okay. So if you retire in the year you turn 55 or later, then you can access your TSP right away without any penalties. Now, if you don't meet these, oh, excuse me. (laughs) If you don't meet these requirements, then you have to wait till 59 and a half. So if you retire, let's say at 49, right? In the year you turn 49 as a law enforcement officer, then you have to wait all the way till 59 and a half. That's just how the rules are set up. So if you retire, let's say at 47, and you can't just wait till 50, then access your TSP without penalty. It pushes it all the way till 59 and a half. That is unfortunately just how the rules are set up for now. So if you're a normal federal employee and you retire at 54, well, guess what? You can't access your TSP without penalty until 59 and a half. 
Now, there's some nuance there and different strategies you could look up on trying to get things out early. There's nothing ideal out there, but there's some other options. But as a general rule, yeah, there you have there's a penalty if you touch it early. So that was question number one. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the other questions quicker because that took a long time. Question number two. They say, hi, Alan, on December 4th, 2022, my 64th birthday, I plan on starting the process to retire after 38 years of service. My question is, how do I start this process, right? So first of all, congratulations to this federal employee. He's gonna start the process here at the end of the year. Congratulations, thank you for your service um, on your 64th birthday. That is a great way to uh, celebrate your birthday, start <laughs> retirement planning. So great question. And I think many of you might have that that same question. Hey, I want to retire. What's the actual process do I need to get started to make that happen? Well, every agency is a little different. and but, but the first thing you need to do basically, outside of just planning and knowing you can afford to retire, outside of that, the four, first thing you have to do is talk to your HR and say, hey, what paperwork do you need from me? And when do you need it from me? Those are the two questions. Because... Every HR is different, and when they want things like your retirement application, everything that comes with that, when they want that will depend on how busy they are and just their flow and their workflow. Some people will take it six months early. Some people don't want it until two months before your retirement date. It just depends. But talk to your HR as soon as you can, so they'll let you know what they need and what they expect and what works for them, so you could you can drop your timeline to meet there so it all works out and you work together, right? That is always the ideal. So that's the first thing. And then they'll walk you through the process, what paperwork they need and uh, how it all works. So that's how it's done. Question number three, this federal employee says, I am single, no children or dependents, and I have basic fegly. So that's the life insurance, right? Through, uh, Through your job. And they say, I will be 64 when I retire. If I choose not to continue Fegley in retirement, what happens to that policy I paid into? Can it be cashed out or does it just reduce in value? This is a great question. Now, to understand the answer, we have to understand what Fegley is. Again, it is the life insurance you have as a federal employee through your job. Now, not everyone has it. It depends what you elected when you came on. But most of you do. If you look at your paychecks, um, your pay stub, you'll see a line that says Fegley, and there's money coming out of your check to pay for it. So first, check what you have, check what life insurance you have, how much is it, and what is it costing you? That, that is the first step to decide, okay, how much life insurance do you need and what do you have right now? So the question they had, though, was what happens to it? When I retire, let's say I don't want to take it into retirement, can I cash it out? Is there any money there? Now, what you have to understand is Fegley is what they call a group term insurance policy. So group meaning it it covers all the federal employees that want to be involved, right? It, it's a group plan. And term meaning it, it's not designed to last forever. Now you can have it last forever. It just gets very, very, very expensive. The price goes up as you age. So the older you get, once you get in your 50s, 60s, the price is very high. If you keep it beyond that, the price is even crazy high, right? It's very, very, very high. So but basically, if you cancel at any time, there is no cash value. There's no money sitting in there that you can pull out because you paid into it. And that's not how it works. It's not a whole life policy, right? It, it, it's not that way. Basically, you keep it as long as you need it. And once you get rid of it, it's gone. And, and that's it. That's how it works. So unfortunately, to answer your question, I don't, I don't have a good answer for you. Um, but it is the truth, right? There's nothing for you. Um, once you cancel it, it is gone. Assuming... 
Um, unless you die, right? If you die, you do get a benefit. Your family do, does get a benefit. But of course, that is not the uh, best plan of action um, most of the time for most people, right? Okay. Question number four. They say, I am retired military and my wife and, and I are currently on TRICARE Prime. So if you are retired military, you're definitely want to get listen to this. They say, I'm working a federal job. So ex-military, now federal employee. They say, Trike, okay, I'm working a federal job. And TRICARE, the cost is currently around $60 to $70 per month for both of us. If I switch to FEHB, it will cost around $450 per month. When getting close to retiring from federal service, should I keep should I keep it or stay? Okay, they wrote their question a little weird, but I'm gonna I'm gonna work through it. Okay, they say when getting close to retiring from federal service, should I keep Tricare or should I start FEHB five years prior to retirement, which will benefit me more? So this is a core question for any federal employee that has Tricare from their their military time and. They maybe are on FEHB or maybe they're not on FEHB and they're trying to figure out what to do. So first things first, TRICARE is a great plan and many people love it. However, there's some federal employees, they really don't like to have to deal with TRICARE and some of the, the um, rules and who they can go to. Some, some federal employees don't like that, right? In my experience, some people love it and it works great for them, some not so much. And for those people, they want a secondary plan so they could see outside providers. They want um, some sort of Blue Cross plan or something so they get to go see other other providers. And so it really depends on your goals. If you just want TRICARE, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're comfortable with the care and it's worked great for you so far, right? That's fine. You could keep TRICARE. Now, if you want FEHB or you want to have the option to have FEHB in retirement, which is a great option to have, then this is what you need to do. And you mentioned in this question here, whoever wrote this question in, if you're listening to this, I, you know, I, I, I'm hoping this will uh, answer it for you. As you know, the five years before retirement, you got to be covered under FEHB again for five years before retirement to keep it into retirement. So if if you're a federal employee that doesn't have FEHB and you're within five years of retirement, get on FEHB as soon as you can if that's important for you and your plan. However, there's one exception to this rule, and the exception is if you are on Tricare. Right. If you're on Tricare, then Tricare can actually fill in the requirement for those five years um, to not have to be on FEHB. But the one nuance there is that as long as you you, you just have to be covered by FEHB on the day you retire. So let, let me give you an example. Let's say you're on Tricare and the open season before you retire from the federal government as a civilian, you hop on an FEHB plan. So. The five years before retirement, you're covered under TRICARE, so that helped you fulfill the five-year requirement. And then at retirement time, you had FEHB. So you therefore meet all the criteria to keep FEHB in retirement. Now, once you're in retirement, because you're on TRICARE, you could do what they call suspend your FEHB. And what that does is it allows you to stop the p- paying the premiums for FEHB. And of course, the coverage goes away. However, later, if you ever wanted, you can kick it back on. You could start FEHB later if you needed it or wanted it later for whatever reason. So that can be a great strategy for you that, of course, retired from the military already. You have TRICARE and you want to have FEHB in your back pocket just in case you want it later in retirement. 
that's a great strategy to use. Now, I've got other videos that go more into depth than that, but I wanted to mention it here because of this question. So I hope that helps. Again, those are the four questions we have today. If you have any questions yourself, there's a link below to submit those and you may be featured on a upcoming episode and have an incredible rest of your day. Thanks for being here and I'll see you guys next time.